<laughs> Good morning. It's Rise and Stein. There, there is great joy this morning in the studio mm-hmm. as we just kind of, you know, we started the day looking at what Jesus did for us at the cross, and and it's real. It's historic. It's it's so powerful to think that every every religious leader died. Mm-hmm. And every other religious leader tried to bring us, usher us to God. Do these things through me. Do these things that I say to get to God. But God came down to us through Jesus. And three days later, bam, he rose from the dead. Only one that said he would. <laughs> The only one who claimed to be God and is God. Hallelujah. You know, that's one of the funny things of Islam. Muhammad also claimed to ascend to heaven, but his body's still buried right over there under that rock, you know, mm. in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. That's a little confusing, isn't it? Mm. On Jesus, you won't find his body. Nope. Mm. Nope. The tomb is empty, and, and our hope is in that empty tomb. The Passover also is this weekend and Ray Haynes just as he came in yesterday to talk about Jesus and his bride comes in today to share the shadows and types of Passover and walking us through the Passover table the Passover Seder the Passover Seder plate and what it means three massive feasts coincide this weekend. So you have Good Friday, which as Christians and Gentiles were, were used to, but that was actually, if you remember, Jesus had the, what we call the Last Supper. It's really Passover. I don't know why we continue to call that the Last Supper when it was Passover. Mm-hmm. That's why they were gathering. He said, I want to eat this meal with you because it has, you're going to see why he wanted to have this meal with them so he could explain where he was in the Passover and all these little points. Mm. Can you imagine having Passover with Jesus? Imagine that day going, so what? Wait, you're the lamb? You're the bread. What? That would be okay if, if Passover with Jesus was three hours. Passover <laughs> with my family, not so much. <laughs> not fun at all. So he has Passover. I, I'm he kidding, ste- He steps... <laughs> we love you, Mom. Uh, since he steps out of Passover, goes to the Garden of Gethsemane, and... You're getting ready for the Feast of Unleavened Bread there. So actually, he had the, the, since there was a two-day Passover, he did the first day. So on the, on the literal 14th of uh, Nisan, he, he died on the cross on Passover. He walks out of the city, leaving Passover, because the lamb is, has to be killed outside the city. So he even mm-hmm. leaves. He takes the route of the lamb where they took the Passover lambs. That's where he's going, through the Garden of Gethsemane. Wow. Ends up through this whole process. So this next day, he's in the tomb. And the next day, he's in the tomb. And, of course, you have resurrection. We know of Resurrection Sunday. But the Jews are celebrating, celebrating first fruits. They're coming out. With their little wave offering, Jesus is stepping out of the grave, going to his father, taking the dead with him, emptying Hades to the bosom of Abraham. So you see all of these three feasts that coincided. When you have Good Friday and, and Resurrection Sunday, you're really celebrating Passover and the Feast of First Fruits. Mm-hmm. You're just you're celebrating it in the way that God intended it to be celebrated. It was a shadow for thousands of years. And why we pray for the Jews today is because they are trapped in the shadow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I understand. I understand. We want them to come into the light mm-hmm. and step out of the shadow. And so we go back and we look at the shadow and see the beauty of the shadow 
And so the next part of the Passover Seder, our little virtual Seder, is the breaking of the middle piece of matzah. Now, we have... As, a, as Christians, we can have lamb at our Passover and celebrate Jesus. But the Jews, their focus is really on the matzah and the wine or the juice because they, they, they're still looking for the lamb. Mm-hmm. So what you have at a, at a Seder is you have three pieces of matzah. It's usually they have this cute little pocket thing they put it in, but our house, we just put a napkin over it. So We're, you, we're holding up the matzah right now. <laughs> the we've, bag of matzah. We've, box got, a, of we've got a box. And, and, you know, for those wondering, are there matzahs better than others? Yes. Streets is the best. <laughs> Manischewitz would be second. And anything that is generic, stay away from. <laughs> <laughs> so you have three pieces of matzah. Okay. The most interesting part of the Passover for Christians is the breaking of the middle matzah. Now, three matzahs are under the white covering. You take the middle matzah and removed and it's broken which David just did the larger piece is wrapped and hidden it's called the afikoman mm-hmm. you wrap that in a napkin of itself and afikoman means that which comes later that's greek not hebrew that which comes later it was always used in the meal later on as the dessert but we're going to show you what happens because what happens to the afikoman is very interesting right now he's going to wrap it up in a napkin it's going to be hidden or Buried, and uh-huh. later whoever finds it gets a prize. Mm. You're going to see oh. an odd significance coming up there. I see what's coming around here. So, why are there three matzahs? Well, it's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Son left heaven, was broken, buried, and rose again alive. And whoever finds them or asks Jesus to forgive them and come and live in their heart, they receive the great reward, eternal life in heaven. So for all of those years, he was just trying to say one real significant thing. And uh, so this is what we celebrate. So listen to what's said at the Seder. This is the bread of affliction, which our forefathers ate in the land of Egypt. All who are hungry, let them come and eat. And remember the words of Jesus, who eventually would say all these things too, not at Passover, but even as he was preaching and sharing. All who are needy, let them come and celebrate mm-hmm. the Passover with us. Now we are here. Next year, we may, may we be in the land of Israel. Mm-hmm. Now we are slaves. Next year, may we be free men. Hallelujah. Now, of course, we'll be in Israel this year in September and uh, during Rosh Hashanah. So we're going to celebrate and get to say that in um, in actual Israel, in Jerusalem. Uh, and I'm really excited about which, that. Which is theoretical. Well, actually, next year in the Hebrew calendar, September is next year. That's right. Rosh Hashanah specifically is, uh, is New Year's Day. So the leader would recite, we single out this piece of bread because Jesus was foreordained to die for us. We break it because he was broken for us. We hide it because he was buried with our sin. Hmm. We'll bring it out later because he rose again. Mm-hmm. Now remember what I was talking about with Jake, with Leah and Rachel before. Mm-hmm. We'll eat it before the third cup of wine because he was three days in the grave. And we'll eat it because you must accept Jesus into your life to be saved. Mm. You hide the afikoman. Next come the four questions uh, that come from a verse in the future when your son asks you, what do all these rules mean? (laughs) Tell them we were slaves of Pharaoh in Egypt, but the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. And when they ask, what does this Passover ceremony mean to you? Tell them it's a Passover sacrifice 
to the Lord who passed over the house of the Israelites in Egypt, spared our homes when he struck down the Egyptians. And then you take what is generally the longest portion of Passover and you tell the Passover story. Mm-hmm. The, the most significant part of slavery and of Pharaoh and of ten plagues, but the worst was the last one. On the same night, I will pass through Egypt, kill every firstborn, both men and animals, and I will bring judgment on all of the gods of Egypt. I am the Lord. Exodus 12, 12. But to protect the children of Israel, God commanded the father to kill a baby lamb, to put his blood on the doorway of their homes, first on the top of the doorway, then to the two side posts. Passover literally means to protect or shield with wings like a mother bird her young. Mm. Which is an interesting element of Passover because you're thinking he's coming to kill, but when in fact... He's sheltering. He is Passover. The Jesus the who is refuge. the Passover. Right. He's, he's the covering. He's, he's the protection. Matthew 23, listen to some of the last words of Jesus. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. You who kill the prophets... And stone those who sent to you. How often I've longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. Mm. But you are not willing. Look, your house is left to you desolate. For I tell you, you'll not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Mm. And just as the blood of those first Passover lambs was applied to the doorpost of Israel's home, so the blood of Jesus has to cover the doors of our hearts. Our hearts are doors, you must never forget. And the lamb was actually killed at the door, and the blood ran into the drainage basin, which kept for the rain in the front. Mm -hmm. So the father dipped a branch in that blood. He'd wipe it on the top and then on the sides. So what you have is a doorway of blood. In a very real sense. And John ten seven, Jesus said to them, I am the door of the sheep. And that's where that, that concept comes from, him being the door. He literally is that doorway of blood. Mm. And that can infuse us with his life when we ask him in. And that is part of the, the story, the significance of that aspect of the Seder meal. You know, there's great hope in this. I'm getting this in my 50s. Leanna's getting this in her 30s. And we hear stories all the time of people in their 80s and 90s coming to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. So it gives us great hope Mm -hmm. for the people we pray for. We'll continue uh, on Risenstein, our, our virtual Passover Seder with Ray Haynes.